Welcome to Blunt Blowing Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Shanitria, and this is a podcast about all things cannabis and parenthood. Yep, I'm a mom. I got two kids. I'm 31 years old, and I got a man. We've been together for over eight years, and I decided I'm going to do a podcast And I'm just going to talk all about weed and being a mom. (laughs) So that's what I'm doing. Let's just get into it. Welcome to season two of Blunt Boy Mama podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Shanitria. I'm just giving you guys a quick, cute little update episode because I haven't done one in a while and I promised that I would try to deliver two a month. But, you know, I said all that before Rona came around and now shit is different. (laughs) And not just for me, I'm sure for all of you guys as well. So I just kind of wanted to unpack a little bit about, you know, what's been going on with Blunt Blowing Mama, what's been going on with life in quarantine with my family and how cannabis helps me. (laughs) (laughs) sure it's helping a lot of you guys as well. Before I get into any of that, I want to go ahead and sesh with you guys. Wow. How long has it been since I've done that? Forever. So yeah, I'm I'm about to sesh with you guys. I'm smoking Kush Band, which is a sativa strain that I got from LAPCG, my local dispensary. Um, I bought this actually a couple weeks ago before shit got really real (laughs) here in LA. Uh, And I got it on sales, 15 bucks. It's a decent strain. It smokes really well. It's a cross between headband and something else. I don't know, Kush something. And it's really, really, really great. I love it. So I'm about to light up and smoke that with y'all. So let's sash. Cheers. Yo, I haven't smoked all day, so I'm like, yeah, that's great. That was really good. I might take a couple more hits in a minute, but that's a good starter. Good starter. Starter sesh. Um, so if there's lots of background noise, which I don't know, I won't know until I play back this episode, it's because again, my whole family is home. Normally, when I record the podcast, my partner Jared, he will take the kids out to go to the park or to the movies, or they go on some sort of adventure and you know, for an hour or two and let me kind of have the place to myself to record the podcast without interruption. That is not possible now anymore. So um, I have been kind of kind of grappling with like, how can I still record the podcast? Especially how can I make time to do solo episodes when you know, my new normal is everybody's home all the time. It was really hard for me to kind of figure out balance and me just decide like, girl, fuck it. Like you this is you have a job to do like, 
still record it. Who cares? People understand everybody's in the same boat right now. But it's still hard to kind of get out of that that mental of like, gosh, like this is it. Like this is what we're doing right now. Like, fuck. Like, how do I do it? And I do have a lot of episodes that are previously recorded before all of this went down with the coronavirus. Um, but you know, I still wanted to kind of chat with you guys about the coronavirus and you know, still d- deliver on giving you those those two episodes from me a month. And it's just been, I don't know, it's been tough. I've been having so many feelings about everything. And I'm still processing, if I'm honest, with like everything that's going on in the world with this pandemic. And it happened pretty quickly, right? That's what it feels like. But this has been happening for a long time. Like the first cases of coronavirus in China was discovered, I don't want to say in like December of last year, late last year. So, I mean, it's just finally touched base here in the U.S. in the recent weeks. But this has been on the horizon for us. And I think that this has just been such a moment for me and I, and probably for a lot of other people because I'm understanding how fucking selfish I am. <laughs> like, you know, I, as a journalist, like I, I've been seeing and following the coronavirus for months now, but it never, ever really occurred to me that I guess selfish is the word. Arrogant is the word, you know? arrogant because i'm thinking like oh this is just a china thing this is just an asia thing this is just something that happens to them this doesn't happen to us to americans in the u.s and i'm admitting that and i know it's problematic in saying that because you know we are not exempt we are not the chosen ones we are not we are just regular ass fucking people with a dipshit of a president (laughs) so hell yeah it's gonna happen to (laughs) <laughs> too. But also I think it's that arrogance, right? That Americans are so known for. And we try to be all like, oh, we are the world. We care about everyone. But no, Americans are selfish and we are arrogant and that it's America first. It always has. What am I doing? I'm not going to do this rant right now. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to talk about my feelings. I'm not going to get into pol- politics rant with you guys. <laughs> I'm just, I, I try my best to really not talk politics with people. Um, it's actually two things I make it a rule to not discuss with people who aren't in my closest of circle, meaning my man or like my best friends or my sisters or my family. If you're not in those circles, I don't talk politics. I don't talk religion. Um, it's just a personal choice because I'm really fucking like, I'll debate you under the ground. And I don't think some people are ready for the intensity of what comes with conversation with me sometimes. <laughs> I love a good challenge and I'm very, I'm very verbal. I love a good word fight. I love a good debate. I love talking. I love hearing people's opinions. I love tearing shit down. I love dismissing people. I love upsetting people. I love critiquing people. And I say all that and I don't really like to get it back in return. So that's probably why I avoid the conversations. Um, I'm high right now already, but (laughs) as you guys can tell, but um, yeah, what I, what I wanted to say is that, you know, God, I'm high and I just forgot what I was going to say. Damn. Um, (laughs) what I wanted to say was that this time being home has just been eye opening in so many ways because 
I realized how important it is to do the shit that you say you're going to do, right? Like there were so many things I was putting off for tomorrow, putting off for next week, putting off for summer, putting off for this, putting off for that. And now knowing that life as I knew it won't ever possibly be like that again, at least not in the foreseeable future, has me really fucked up, has me really thinking about shit and really has me like, yo, like, Shanitria, what you've been wasting away your opportunities and time because of what because you thought that tomorrow was guaranteed and yes I'm you know I'm well thank god you know and I'm in good health and so are my so is my family but like the fact that like I have to be home you know all the time and everything is closed and the fact that going out is like not safe anymore because I could get sick or I could get someone else sick and not know it because I haven't been tested. Um, That uncertainty is a lot to handle with every day. That anxiety is a lot to handle every day. So thank fucking God for weed, first of all. But um, it also just taught me that like, I don't have all the time in the world. Like I don't have like Every I, there's so many things that I was planning on doing that I was like, oh no, I'll I'll do that this time, or I'll do this that and X Y Z, or like I was trying to look cute for summer, so I'm like, oh, I gotta look good so I can start going out in the summer, and I'm gonna go on these day parties and just have a good ass time and shake my ass and smoke Halloween and drink a little bit and just be young and just enjoy and not really realizing that I should have been doing and that's what I wanted to do, that's what I should have been doing. Instead of saying, I'm going to do it three months from now or four months from now. Because now look at me. Bitch, summer's canceled. <laughs> the beaches are closed. So, I mean, it's it's definitely like, why put off today what you could why put off Why put off for tomorrow what you can do today? Um, I feel that more than ever. And, and this is so funny because I have Carpe Diem tattooed on my shoulder and I tattooed that on my shoulder literally as a physical reminder every day that I should seize the day. Carpe diem is Latin. It's Latin for seize the day. And I, I tattooed that there because I wanted to, because I get, I'm super Virgo. Like I need schedules. I don't really like unpredictable. Like I, I'll, I'll be a little spont- spontaneous, a little spontaneous um, <laughs> sometimes, but for the most part, I'm, like an old lady and <laughs> and you know I do things the same way and go to the same places eat the same things I'm very predictable it's sad but I try to break out of that as often as possible and that's why I got the tattoo to kind of remind myself to break out of that and that's why I love weed because it helps me break out of that and helps me kind of come out of my shell it helps me be less of a Virgo and be more of a regular person <laughs> Um, but it's hard. It's definitely hard. And I, I think that we're all learning a lot of hard lessons as we sit with ourselves during this quarantine. And I just want to remind you that it's okay. Like everything's going to be okay. It's okay. It's okay. Whatever you're feeling right now, it's valid and you should feel it and experience it and go through it. And I've actually been saying for probably two years now that I'm going to start journaling again because I journaled throughout high school, throughout college, and it helped me tremendously. I look back on those journals and literally laugh at the things that I thought were issues back then, but then I see my growth because I am able to laugh. And that's a wonderful and beautiful ass thing. And 
I do kind of like the idea of leaving behind journals for my kids to read and just get to know their mom because as an adult now, I'm realizing how much I didn't know my mom as a kid. And I, and you think you, you don't, I, maybe you don't think about it or I didn't think about it, but I just assumed that what I saw was what I was getting. Like that's, that was my mom, but there's people are so multifaceted and my mom is a sister. She's, you know, also a mother, but she's a daughter and she's, you know, she's, she's a wife and just a woman. And I never really looked at all those facets of her because I only focused in on mom, you know, mommy. And I do want my kids to see every side of me. And I think that a lot of my viewing of my mom growing up was because of the way people raised their kids back then. And it's not how people raise their kids now, or at least not how I want to raise my kids. I want to be so transparent with my kids. I want my kids to know things. I want them to just have all the knowledge. Like, what was the point? In my opinion, parenting is the best way to pass on yourself, like pass on your company to somebody, you know, who's going to actually give a fuck about it. One of your kids, you know, pass on your recipes, pass on, you know, your kitchen recipes, food that you like to cook, you know, pass on the stories of your life that you want to tell, you know, pass on your journals, which is what I wanted to start, which is what I want to do to my kids and, and just pass on pieces of you. They're little genetic pieces of you. So that's how I kind of look at my kids. And I want them to never be like, mom did what? No, I want them to know everything about me. I want my kids to know that I smoke weed. I want my kids to know my favorite strains of weed. I want my kids, like, they're going to know me. They're going to know me as a mom. They're going to know me as a woman. They're going to know me as a professional. I want them to know me. I want them to see those sides of me. And I want, because I want them to know that you can be all those things. You could be everything you want to be. There's literally no fucking ceiling. And and the only way for them to know that is for them to see me, you know? And so, yeah. Anyways, that was a huge ass, you know, <laughs> huge ass detour on what I was trying to get at, which is that, you know, I've been putting shit off, yo. And now I'm kind of like dealing, grappling with that and grappling with the fact that life as we knew it is not going to be how it was. Um, That's really tough. That's really fucking tough to handle because this social distancing won't end until there is a vaccine um, or herd immunity is achieved uh, because people die, you know, it kills people. Or you, if you do recover the stories that I heard from people who have recovered from, from COVID-19 have said that it was hell. It was the hardest thing they ever been through in their life. They for sure thought a thousand times over they were dying. It was the biggest fight of their lives. And I don't want that shit either. (laughs) You know, like the possibility of death or having two straight weeks of hell fighting your, fighting your body every day. I don't know. I don't want that. So It's definitely a really crazy time in the world, not even in America, but in the world, because we're all forced to like really just sit with ourselves and and forced to to be separate from each other, which as much as people want to talk about how the Internet brings people apart and you're sitting at the table, but you're on your phone and not paying attention. It's also the one thing that's bringing us all together right now. And I'm so grateful for it because it is. Social media has been a lifeline for me right now. I don't know about you guys, but it's been a lifeline. Like being able to go on Instagram and seeing like 10 people live on Instagram. (laughs) It's like, y'all, come on now. I know you bored, but come on now. (laughs) 
Come on. Go and get off Instagram live. I don't want to see you eating dinner. <laughs> but I get it. I do kind of I do kind of want to see you eating dinner at the same time. And so I think that people are realizing that we need each other, man. We need that touch. We need that interaction. We need that connection and how much we as humans really rely on, on connecting with each other. It's insane how thirsty, literally thirsty I am to touch people when I go outside, (laughs) when I go outside, because I don't go outside that much anymore. But um, when I do, I'm just like, oh, I just want to hug. I just want to shake your hand. Like, fuck I just the interaction the human interaction like we need that to we thrive on that and it's so it's just like I think we're all gonna love and appreciate each other more hopefully when we come up out of this and just really just like man like thank you for being here like your life means something and I don't want these thousands of people who are who are dying who have died from coronavirus I don't want their deaths to be in vain like what are we taking away from this what are we learning and I was reading some I was reading in the LA Times article how for the first time since like I don't even know like years LA has like the cleanest and clearest air because people aren't on the roads because people are all being forced to stay home and so and and I was reading that Yosemite National Park since it's been closed for like almost a month now or close to a month that the wildlife there is thriving the bobcats and the bears the bear population there I think has like quadrupled quadrupled um like don't quote me on that, but it's definitely increased and uh, more bobcats and everything. Like you're seeing more animals roaming around. And apparently when you go to Yosemite, you don't see any animals as much. Like you see them, but not as much. And so the people who work there were like, yo, it's like, it's a lot of fucking animals moving around on this park now. And it's like, what are we doing? Like when we are out, when we're allowed to go back out again, go back to the outside when it opens up again, like what are, we need to move in tension y'all because our movements matter. Like we, we humans are a huge part of this, this world and everything we do has a, a direct an opposite reaction sometimes. And so like, imagine like a world where the air just stayed as clear as it is now in LA, which is notorious for its smog, right? And it's air pollution. But like, what if like, we just only left the house when we really needed to, or like on the weekends for a few hours and then came back where we weren't always all out. Like, how can we, I don't know that maybe that's not the solution, but like, how can we, how can we learn from this? How can we improve the planet? How can we improve the healthcare system? How can we, improve race relations how can we stop being racist how can we how can we break down the systemic racism that's in hand how can we improve the prison system how can we you know like all these things how can we treat our moms better you know how can we treat our parents better how can we start calling our aunts and uncles more um you know like these are the lessons that or the questions that i hope that a lot of us are asking each other or at least ourselves right now because this is, we are being taught something. It's time for us to listen. Like, it's time to shut the fuck up and listen. Like, when the, when, as my grandma used to say, when God is moving, <laughs> when God is moving, <laughs> you better pay attention. You better listen. He is working or she. Work is being done. Like, we need to pay attention because something like this does not happen often. This is like the last time something like this happened was over a hundred years ago in 1918 with the flu pandemic. And like, 
so we are really living in history right now. We are living in history. We are, this is a story to tell the grandkids and the grandkids and the grandkids. We will be in the history books because this is a monumental moment in history right now and life right now, because the world is about to change. The world as we know it is on the verge of changing. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like I don't, and I, I also don't know how I feel about a lot of people not really understanding that. Oh, when this is out, people, I think a lot of people still think that when this is over, you know, quote unquote, quote air quotes on over, that life will just go back to how it was, and that's just not going to be the case. You know, um, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but I just know because I listen to scientists. Don't listen to politicians right now, guys. Listen to public health care workers and listen to fucking scientists do not listen to no politician even gavin newsom or one of the politicians over here in in california um said that you know they're they're not playing politics like he's not playing politics right now like we're we're listening to science and to the public health care workers like we're not listening to all that yin yang that trump is talking and all these other politicians like we're trying to listen to the people who know better and who are going to get us out of this shit which are the sciences who are going to get us out of this shit. Those are only people who are going to save us right now. (laughs) Them and ourselves by staying the fuck home. But you know, it's definitely, I'm just like, thank God for weed, yo. It's a lot. That's a lot to process and think about. And I'm just so happy that dispensaries were considered essential businesses here in uh, California. I mean, in LA, like, yo, like, that's that's very telling to me that's very telling to me pay attention people you know like it's weed is a medicine plant medicine that's why that's why i call it that because that's what it is and it looks like somebody on the federal or state level at least understands that as well so interesting eh? um so i just think that you know i've just been smoking i want to say i was smoking a lot more weed at first because when everything started going the way it was going and the death toll was going up and the case rate was going up and then we got ordered to stay home here in LA on um the 19th of March so yeah I've been home for a minute like a month um (laughs) it's been a while um but it's definitely man it's definitely uh, I'm still processing I'm still processing. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to start journaling tonight because I need to be able to process this in a better way. Um, I'm probably about to start looking into therapy as well. I think that right now is the time everybody needs to be talking to everybody because if we aren't trying to cope and deal and grieve with this properly, then we're going to have a lot of people coming out of this with mental health problems or exacerbated mental health problems and we just don't want that. Like we just need to be t- making, make sure you're taking care of yourself. And I think that weed is my first step in making sure that I am taking care of my mental health during this time. And that I am processing and grieving and feeling and handling emotions and things in the ways that needs to be without sweeping it under a rug or ignoring it. I'm dealing with it. I'm thinking about it. I'm letting those thoughts go on and, and I'm trying to make sense of things, even if it doesn't make sense. And I'm just allowing myself the space and time and and using weed intentionally to tap into those things so that I can stay the same, <laughs> essentially. You know, it's it's a lot. I mean, most days I'm like, I don't really mind having the kids home all day, but it is kind of like, gosh, like 
you know, like we don't have family here. So it's just like really tough because our family is across the country. Uh, Jared's parents are in Honduras. So we're just like always kind of worried about our family and friends and trying to check up on them. But also like we don't have that support here right now. Um, So that's also been, it's been kind of tough. And you know, Zora's always asking, can she go here? Can she go there? And she's actually kind of stopped asking as much. And I've been trying to, you know, find different activities and fun things to do in and around the house so that, like, she doesn't feel um, sad about, like, not being able to do the things she used to be able to do. Like, she wants to go to the movies. We can't do that. She wants to go to the park, go to the playground. She wants to go to a restaurant and go out to eat. She wants to go to Target and do, like, normal Target things. And it's just like, oh, we can't. Like, you know, like, she wants to go to the beach. You can't, you know? <laughs> so... It's really hard when every single thing she wants to do, we have to say no, but she's starting to understand. She's like, okay, people are still sick outside. I'm like, yeah, people are. That's how we've been kind of describing it to her is telling her like that, you know, people, there's a virus going around and people are getting sick. So people have to wear masks and gloves to keep themselves and other people safe so they don't get sick. And so she's just like, okay, is everything still closed outside because people are sick? And I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) you know like I don't know like I just have to be honest with her you know and and tell her like I know that are you are you sad about it and she'll just be like yeah I'm like well it's understandable this is you know nothing that we've ever experienced before and so it's okay to feel sad but are you still happy with being home with mom mama and daddy and she'll just be like yeah I have lots of fun you know we watch movies you know we saw the new trolls movie she enjoyed that and we had the popcorn and everything and Gosh, like, you know, I did her hair with like, um, I was like, I want to box braid my hair. Like, I gotta, I gotta do something with this hair, yo. Cause it, being natural during the pandemic is not it, sis. It's not it. I, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I, I need something done with this hair. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna try to figure out how to box braid. Tons of YouTube videos on how to box braid. Um, but I was like, you know, before I invest that time and energy on trying on myself, maybe I should practice on my daughter, you know, and it's a win-win. She gets to look cute and have funky hair colors. I got, has some leftover Kanekalon hair, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And the pink and purple colors. And she loves the color pink. And she was totally jazzed about having pink and purple hair. I had some beads and hooked hooked her up. It took me like three hours, y'all. Like I washed her hair, detangled it. And then I braided it using the rubber band method. And it, yeah, it took three hours, but it was worth it. She loved it. And now I, now that I've done it, this is my, I was my first time box braid, doing box braids. I realized that I definitely need to do the front better. Like my parts are not, you know, as good as it can be. But now I realize like the abundant, like, I get it. Sectioning. I realized I got to do better with the sectioning, but she looks good. You know, she loves it. And best part is like, I don't have to like have to deal with her hair tangled or knotted up or looking crazy by the end of the week or have to try to do her hair every day. In addition to trying to do my hair every day. Mm -mm. That's like the part about having a daughter. That's like, I got to do my hair and your hair. Like, especially when you are black mama and your daughter got natural hair. Mm girl like if you hate doing wash day on your hair times that by two because now you got two wash days so i can't even do my hair and her hair on the same day i'll be doing hair all day and night (laughs) i have to break it up and like do her hair and then do my hair and like i don't even do them the same week i'm like 
do her hair one week and then like two weeks later do my hair i need a break um so like yo like i get oh that's a whole nother conversation so but i didn't want my baby walking around here looking crazy looking like who shot john and 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 like getting her hair super tangled and because it was tangled i felt bad i hadn't done her hair in like two and a half weeks two weeks yeah it was bad I mean, don't judge me. I know that you guys probably be skimping on shit too. I know it's not just me. It happens. Even with my own hair, I'll be like, yo, I really need to wash my hair. (laughs) It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, it's so time consuming. It's so much work, but it's always worth it in the end. So I decided to do that cute little braided protective style for her because i knew that one she would love it and she would look cute and it would make her happy and she has she just walks around the house doing hair flips tossing her hair like yes honey you're gonna get these beads you're gonna get these colors like she's just so in love with her hair right now and i i would do it a thousand times over it just see like the smile on her face she's actually like it's like i i'm a firm believer that when you look good you feel good and so ever since i did her hair she's just been an, a whole new person on a whole new wave and vibe just really feeling herself so happy and everything and yeah so i'm just looking to try to do more things like that to kind of uplift her and keep her happy cuz you know she can't smoke weed weed is what keeps me uplifted and happy but you know she five so she can't, can't do that yet <laughs> <laughs> not until you're 21 guys i know the rules i know the rules but um yeah i'm just trying to you know be a good parent i guess in that way and try to find ways to keep my kids happy the baby he don't care i mean i think that when he sees us go out and he assumes that he's going to like when we go to the grocery store which i'm trying not to do that anymore because fuck that shit um that's a whole nother episode and conversation because you got to wait in line to get in the grocery store and then you got to wait in line to get the food. And now I'm pretty sure they changed grocery stores again. I haven't, we haven't been to the grocery store in two weeks. And so in that time I've heard that they, a lot of grocery stores have implemented one way shopping down an aisle. And so I'm just, I've never liked shopping. And let me just rewind. I've never liked shopping in the grocery store ever in the first place. Like I've always used Instacart. You girls are new to Instacart. I've been using Instacart since like when they launched. (laughs) And when I lived in New York, I used Fresh Direct. I've been an online shopper for six years or so. Like I just don't like going to the grocery store. And that mostly happened when living in New York, like Going to the grocery store is a whole thing in New York. So right now, I can't even imagine being in New York and trying to go to the grocery store. Like, fuck that. So I would always use, because um, it's it was crowded. A lot of the foods that you want usually aren't there. You got to carry the groceries on the train and like all it. It's just like, it's a lie. You got to have a little buggy and push it. And it's just like, oh, it's just so much. Parking's a bitch. Like, oh, my, parking's a bitch. So grocery shopping has just always been struggling for me in New York. And I, I like food. So I've got into online grocery shopping years ago and when we moved to LA I was like I ain't shit changed but my but my zip code like a bitch is still doing online grocery shopping so um Fresh Direct is not in LA which I don't know what's up with that but y'all are missing the fuck out Fresh Direct is the best delivery service ever because they have like their their foods that you can get from Fresh Direct that are already like pre-prepared all you have to do is like put in the oven or something are bomb they oh my god i'm sorry to do that to y'all's ears but 
Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> Lordy, Lord, Lordy. Oh my gosh. Listen, y'all. They have some good ass food. It's expensive though, but it's good. It's so good. So I do miss them. But they have uh there's Instacart in LA. There's Prime now. There's Shipped now, but but they're still kind of new, so they're not as established as Instacart. So sometimes I'd be having issues with them and I'd be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. So I, I love Instacart, y'all. I've I can't even tell you. I got so I've been using Instacart for years. So it's annoying to me because now everybody else is <laughs> using Instacart in my neighborhood and it's hard to get delivery slots. I posted about this on Blunt Blunt Mama's Instagram stories, but like it's hard to get delivery slots. It's like, you know, you gotta place your if you want food, if you know that you're gonna be out of food in like a week or something, then like you got to plan ahead. You got to order your groceries a week in advance to get them because that's just how backed up they are. So that, that blows. And on that note, I'm going to smoke some more because that, I hate that shit. That's the, that's that shit I don't like about this pandemic. If y'all really want to know, <laughs> like I was just venting to Jared like a couple nights ago about like, I fucking hate the fact that like everything is so different now. I fucking hate that getting food is a whole fucking ordeal. Like, I hate that I have to wipe down all my food before I put it in my refrigerator and put it away. I hate that I'm scared to like, let, like I was looking in Instacart at produce and like, I love fruits and vegetables. And I saw a bell pepper that was 50 cents. Y'all I have never in LA. I ain't never seen no bell pepper for 50 fucking cents. Are you kidding? So cheap. Normally that bell pepper, it said was 150 and they're charging 50 cents. And I know it's because people don't want to buy fruit and vegetables. Now everybody's trying to get the frozen shit. Everybody's trying to get the canned shit. Everybody's trying to get the pasta and nobody wants to get fruit and vegetables anymore. And I was just like, I'm gonna get this pepper. <laughs> 50 cent pepper i bet you're about to have all the all the pepper dishes because all you have to do people is clean it off clean your fruit and vegetables which is what you should have been doing anyways a lot of these things you should have already been doing you should have already been wiping down your doorknobs in your house and your light switches because that's high traffic areas you should be sanitizing those things at least a couple of times a week, like, yeah, or once a week when you clean, like, come on now. So the fact that people weren't doing that, it's also alarming to me because I realized that it just reaffirmed to me that a lot of people are nasty motherfuckers. And that's why I don't fuck with a lot of them. <laughs> but y'all didn't come here for that. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the part y'all came. That's the part y'all came for. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just don't know what I'd be doing without weed during this pandemic. Like honestly, I get nervous about that. Because as much as I want the federal government to do a national lockdown and have like a, a set date for everybody, you know, just keep shit organized and safe and prevent the loss of a lot of innocent lives to this virus. I also realized that that will be kind of difficult now that because a lot of states have had their own little thing and their own little rules and they're 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 squatting up and getting little sections. You know, the Northeast is they're they're combining superpowers with a lot of the states and out here in California, we've combined superpowers with a couple other states. And so it's just like, uh, I mean, sorry, federal government, but it might be a little too late to try to do anything national. But also, I like what my state is doing right now. I like that they're saying that. 
dispensaries and cannabis businesses are essential businesses because if the federal government swoops in, they might be like, no, shut that shit down. And then like, what am I supposed to do? How am I going to survive this pandemic without weed? That is the question. I will not. I can tell you that right now. So I get nervous sometimes about that. I think like, should I go buy a lot of weed? But I don't, I don't want to panic buy. And that's what that is. And I I just want to conduct life as normal, as normal as I can conduct it by not buying three months supply of food and weed or whatever, like all, you know, like that's not necessary, but I, I do think about it as I'm sure a lot of you guys do. So I just want you guys to know that we're all in this together. You're not alone in, in what you're feeling and you're, everything you're feeling right now is valid. Feel it. <laughs> you know, reach out to somebody today and just be grateful for life. You know, be grateful for the air that you can breathe in out of your lungs. Be grateful for all your friends and family who are checking up on you. Be grateful that you woke up and saw another day and that the sun was shining, you know, or if maybe it's snowing, maybe it's raining. I don't know. But here in LA, it's sunny, bitch. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm, that's all I really wanted to say. I just wanted to check in and see what's good with y'all. Let y'all know that I'm good. The family's good. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I do have, there are a couple people in my life who have tested positive for COVID-19 and I'm thinking about them every day, hoping that they get better. And, and that's just going to be the reality for a lot of us. A lot of us by the, you know, unfortunately are probably going to end up knowing somebody who has, you know, had to battle uh, this virus and, it sucks. You know, I can't think of anything else to say. It sucks. And so that's when it becomes more real. I feel like when it starts impacting your family and friends, it becomes more real and more scary because this is a very uncharted territory we and we are, we are in as, as, as a human race. And we don't know what we're dealing with and we're trying to learn about it as quickly as possible without any more people dying. And, you know, I just, I feel for everyone right now. I feel for people who have, you know, health issues. I feel for first time moms who are pregnant, any pregnant woman. I feel for grandparents or people in nursing homes. I feel for people who are in jail right now because, you know, you're all, I feel for healthcare workers and just everything that everybody's going through. People who are living alone or people who are in abusive relationships and have to be stuck with an abusive partner right now. You know, it's, uh, lot. It's heavy. It's a heavy time. And if you try to take all that in, I'm telling you, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Don't do it. Just find solace in being present in this moment as you are and smoke a fat ass joint while you do it or eat a big ass edible. I've been baking, y'all. I know y'all have seen a bunch of on my Instagram stories. I've been trying to make some little edibles over here. And let me tell you something. They be hitting. Ever since I infused that olive oil and everything that I can think to cook, I cook it with it. And it just elevates every single meal. I'm going to be doing this a lot more. 
a lot more. So, I mean, I had to, the first time I did it, I didn't do a full all the way video because I was just a little nervous. You know, I didn't want to mess up and then like that be on video. But now that I got the hang of it, I'm going to do another video for you guys and show you like how the infusion process works with the Ardent Lift, which I love. And um, you guys are going to, yeah, y'all are going to love that shit. Y'all going to love that shit. I might, I might start selling edibles when all this over. Look at God giving me, <laughs> I don't know, y'all. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking shit. Anyways, thanks you. Thanks. Thanks you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope you guys are taking care. Wash your motherfucking hands. Don't touch nothing. Six feet apart. <laughs> get your live your best tiktok lives i it whatever makes you happy do it follow your bliss and we're gonna all be all right we're gonna get through this together stay safe much love bye guys thank you guys for listening to another episode of blunt boy mama podcast this is season two I am so happy to be bringing this to you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait for you guys to hear next week's episode, which will be airing next Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> if you like what you're hearing, then you should definitely share this podcast with a friend, with a cousin, with a family member. <laughs> and if you really feel in it, you know, if you like it, then you should leave a review on it. <laughs> if you like it, then you should leave a review on it. <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. That is where you are able to rate and review this podcast if you enjoy it. I would love that. Thank you in advance if you are, which I know you are doing that. <laughs> also, follow Blunt Boy Mama on Instagram. Follow Blunt Boy Mama on Twitter. Follow BBM Clothing Line on Instagram, which is Blunt Blowing Mama merch. That's where you can shop it, buy it, cop it, tag me in it tag BBM clothing line in it and get featured on Blunt Boy Mama's page. Yeah, check it out. You guys are already loving it, but I love it too. So like, of course you guys are going to love it. I would not be giving y'all something that's like shit. It's not shit. It's the shit. It's dope. Some dope ass merch. So you should definitely check it out. And you can also like Blunt Boy Mama on Facebook. You can become a Blunt Boy Mama patron by clicking the link at the top of the page on bluntboymama.com backslash podcast. Y'all, you know I'm high. <laughs> and once you do that, you'll see a link at the top of the page that says page that says click here to become a Blunt Boy Mama patron. And there you can sign up and for as little as $2 <laughs> and you can get up to three extra episodes of the podcast a month. You get shout outs here on the podcast. You will also get free merch. I mean, need I say more? You're able to communicate with me directly. Come on. So it's really, it's a good deal. And at the end of the day, you know that you're supporting a black woman's podcast, a black mom's podcast, and it means the world to me to have the support of the patrons that I do have. Thank you so much, you guys. And I appreciate all of you guys' support and everything and all the love and all the messages. I read them all. Um, so thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye.